Content and contempt. Those words sound very similar, but they have two very different meanings. The definition of content is being in a state of satisfaction. The definition of contempt is the feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless, or deserving scorn. I have witnessed both of these words in action at an elementary school. The students were given a project to do at home. Some students who had very little or no help at home at all, they would do their best and they would be so proud of their work when they would come in the next day. They would be satisfied or content with the effort that they had put in. That is, until little Johnny showed up with a project that his mom got off of Pinterest and had it professionally done. Of course, little Johnny had never touched the project except to bring it into class. The student with no help at home, who was so excited to show off his hard work, was now embarrassed at how juvenile his project looked compared to little Johnny's. He held his project and all of his effort in contempt. It was worthless, beneath consideration, and deserving of scorn. Now that is not the truth, but it is the state of mind that he was in. The truth is that the teacher knows who did Little Johnny's project. And the teacher knows that little Johnny will likely fail the test over the project because he did not do the research himself. The teacher respects the honest effort put forth by the other student and is also very well aware of the lack of support at home and how much initiative and motivation and effort it took for this student to complete this project alone. Have you ever seen or experienced a similar situation? The Apostle Paul did. We all love to quote his famous verse in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength. But do you know what Paul was talking about? Most of us use this verse out of context. We like to use it to make us feel like we have superpowers, like we can do anything. But let's go back and read the first few verses before it to get an understanding of what exactly it was that Paul was talking about. Starting with verse 11, he states, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content. There's our word. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know both how to make do with little, and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or need. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. There's our verse. The Apostle Paul is talking about contentment. He can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. He can be content with a little bit or a lot. We can learn to be content in all circumstances through Christ who gives us strength as well. How many of us are like the little boy at school 
that was happy with our project, our life, until we saw someone else's. Comparison is of the devil, plain and simple. God created everything with intrinsic beauty and purpose, so uniquely fitted that comparison makes no sense in his view. Remember one of Shakespeare's famous lines, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. In other words, the beauty and fragrance of a rose wasn't just because of its name. It's that intrinsic beauty we're talking about. I love books. I don't watch television, so I read, and I read a lot. And I love to shop for books, and and I'm quite frugal. um, frugal. So a lot of times, I will order or purchase books secondhand. And I actually like secondhand books even better than new because there might be an interesting fact underlined or a note jotted down. Um, And one of my many, I have lots of favorite books, but one of my many favorite books um, is The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. And I bought it secondhand. It was really roughed up, but the words on the pages became precious to my heart. Um, as I read them, such an inspiration and amazing picture of God's forgiveness, the story that she tells, and it's true. Um, and it was just, it amazed me. Um, I bragged and bragged on the book, and one of my daughter's friends admitted that um, she wanted to get a copy of the book after hearing how much I liked it. So I ordered her a brand new collector's edition for a Christmas present. I'm only cheap with myself. I actually get other people good stuff. Um, So when I ordered this special collector's edition, brand new for her, it came in, came to my house. And when it arrived, I began to uh, get ready to wrap it as a gift. And as I admired it, the Lord spoke to me. This beautiful collector's edition hardcover. It was so pretty and it smelled so fresh. I love the, the fresh ink on the pages. And if... I compared the two books. One looked inadequate. It would most likely um, be looked at in contempt when compared to the brand new one. But it dawned on me the words on the inside were just as precious and true. And most likely, because of the extreme wear and tear of the used book, it had touched many lives including my own. I was the first person to crack the pages of the new book. I learned to be content with my old, worn-out book. It fulfilled its purpose. Many of us are like those books. Some of us are a little worn for the wear. We've lived life. We haven't been sheltered in a collector's box. And the message on the inside is precious and dear. But we forget that because we focus on what someone else looks like or has and in turn begin to view our life with contempt. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6-9, through 9, Paul tells his young apprentice, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, And we can take nothing out. If we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation. 
a trap and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge people into ruin and destruction. When we covet what someone else has, or when we're jealous of them, we sin. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart is life to the body, but jealousy is rottenness to the bones. Have you ever been riding down the road on a hot summer day with your windows down, maybe your sunroof is open, and you're just enjoying the ride when all of a sudden the smell hits you? Before you ever see the buzzards, before you ever see the carcass of whatever it was that was on the road, the smell of rottenness makes its way to your nostrils. It is a mad dash to close up the car, but it's too late. The smell will have to air out. Consider for a moment, friends. When we are unhappy with the good things that we have, only because we are jealous of what someone else has. That must be what we smell like to the Lord. The Bible is filled with verses about sacrifices and obedience and offerings being a sweet savor unto the Lord. So if that's true, and it is because it's in the Bible, then the same holds true for our rottenness when we are jealous. Is that the fragrance we want to give off? Of course not. Let us then, dear friends, learn with Brother Paul how to be content in all circumstances. Paul was under arrest during the majority of his writings. He couldn't use the bathroom alone. He couldn't sleep alone. He had no choice over the food he was given or his schedule. Even Jesus himself was homeless on the earth. He said, birds have nests and foxes have holes, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. If Jesus and Paul didn't complain, and they weren't jealous of others, then we have no right to complain or be jealous ourselves. Let's strive to be happy for those who are doing well and help those that need help. But regardless, let us be content in whatever situation we find ourselves in. We want to be content, not hold things in contempt. God bless you, friends.